Welcome back to Wholesome Transmissions. So this is this should be episode three. We've had some uh, <laughs> some unfortunate switching of episode numbers, but today um, Radio and I are interviewing my good friend uh, JM Canada. So ye. ye. <laughs> so anyone who doesn't know, JM Canada is one of the best arms players in the world. He's a streamer. He, he used to stream a bit content creator he's made a few videos for the arms community and um he's one of my uh very close friends we've we've talked almost every day for i mean going on like two years now um so if, uh, continuing with this season of, of a bit more of an arms focus and trying to kind of delve into you know the history of arms a bit and and the impact it's had on people i couldn't think of many people better to talk to than you i mean we've obviously you know we, we've talked about mentality and you know burnout and things going on in the community so much that it seemed like a no-brainer to have you on the show so uh you know really glad that you're on with us tonight and you know um, I, I hope that this discussion we have will help some people out yeah, I'm, I'm really glad to be here too, actually. Thank you for having me on. I'm really humbled. Of course, yeah. And and so starting out, I we want to just, you know, start with some easy discussion, but, you know, why don't you talk about, I know now you're in college, graduating from high school, and so why don't you tell everyone sort of, one, what you're studying, how the experience and the transition has been from high school to college, and, you know, how things are going. Yeah, so uh, I've decided to go and pursue my path with uh cybersecurity actually but in order to mm -hmm. do that because i was homeschooled i don't have the same credit that i need to mm -hmm. go straight to cybersecurity so i had to first go with computer programming as a as a prerequisite to cybersecurity so right now i'm in computer programming okay and how are the classes going i mean i know you've we were talking about you have some exams coming up and I mean, is this your first experience with programming type courses and getting used to, you know, coding? Uh, not exactly. I mean, I took two online courses. One was from some horrible website that taught Java and okay. there was this little kid who just was explaining it the worst way humanly possible. <laughs> and he kept making mistakes and he was like, Oh, yeah. So, by the way, don't do what I just did. Uh, <laughs> That's never reassuring. Yeah, it's like, okay, cool. Thanks. Now I'm going to go off of that and just be a confident Java developer. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the other one that I tried to learn was C++. Okay. Uh, from this different website, which was actually not as bad, called Code Academy. Mm -hmm. Code Academy is actually really great and they're like one of the most reputable online uh, coding developer courses to learn like coding in general okay so yeah i did it from those two i had a bit of experience i was always familiar with like computers and in a sense computer science a little bit but programming was where i always felt comfortable with it was like it was very like second nature to me because of those two courses that I took each course that I took 
it spanned about two years each. Oh wow! Yeah. So, I, although I wasn't good at either of them because of uh, me just not being fully committed to it, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it, and I just decided, all right, I'll just take computer programming as a prerequisite. <laughs> and so now, um, how is that transition? Ben, because I mean, I know, I know from our discussions, you know, you used to, I mean, you were on, you were playing in arms tournaments almost every week, you were winning most of them. And, um, you know, heavily involved with the arms scene. And I know from recent discussions with you, it seems like you have a lot less time for your hobbies and secondary things. So how has it been transitioning, you know, from high school to college, having more responsibility? And, um, you know, what are some of the struggles that you've had? Yeah, it's really crazy going from being homeschooled your whole life and never having social interactions to just being put uh, at college where you're practically there for like half the day. Yeah, it was the same way for me. I I also went from being homeschooled from uh, 7th until like I went to college, so 7th grade to 12th. Yeah, I think we like had strong similarities because of that too. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> like, uh, definitely. Yeah, like our growing up and our transition into adolescence was mm-hmm. kind of like, oh God, what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah, I certainly yeah. felt like that. So, yeah, it's been a little bit hectic. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I wish I had more time. Now I feel like I took granted of the time that I did have. Like, I'm really wishing I spend better with my time. I had uh, so much time to my hand and I didn't do anything really worthwhile or productive besides, I guess, building a computer and, you know, getting good at arms. I don't consider that really like a waste of time. But no, I, I certainly wouldn't. I mean, I get that, though. I look back on, you know, when I was in even in college and. I mean, even in college, once you kind of get in the groove of things, you find out you have like a lot of free time because classes don't necessarily take up all your day. And I mean, I would, you know, binge Netflix until like three in the morning or like watch Markiplier for four hours and just like do do things that now now I I look back. That would be crazy if I did that in one day, like that would take up all my time in the week, you know, (laughs) it's just it's not, it doesn't seem feasible anymore. Yeah. The only thing that I still do is watch Markiplier for four hours. <laughs> hey, that you can do that in college. So you're still at that point where that is an acceptable, uh, good thing to do. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I, uh, I usually when I'm in like the free time in my college, I just keep on studying and everyone's just telling me like, dude, calm down. <laughs> and I was like, no, I have to study. Well, <laughs> I think that's a good approach, though, because, I mean, I find a lot of college students also, um, they, like, take advantage. Like, they, they don't value the fact that they're there for educational purposes as much as they maybe should. Because, you know, like, when you're when you are a, a, a teenager and growing into college, your job is literally to learn and to become a better you know person and try to absorb as much knowledge as you can. And I will say that you, even in that, even if you're doing that as much as you can, you still have some free time to enjoy life, do other things, go to, you know, hang out with friends or whatever. But that's a good outlook of like, look, I'm I'm here to I'm here to learn though, and I should do that, right? <laughs> yeah, like a lot of people in college, or at least in my course, just like a whole clique, I guess you could say, of people 
mm-hmm. who just uh, they're kind of not very dedicated and they kind as a result everyone in class they tell each other their grades or the scores for the tests and the quizzes that are due mm-hmm. so everyone's always asking each other hey what what grade did you get what grade did you get and these guys who they're not really like focused they're always talking in class too they just they don't perform as well as some of the others who i know like personally literally spend every waking second devoting themselves to learning mm-hmm. and they're working even harder than i am i would say well and it's it's really admirable too yeah no i'm sure that is and i mean i think even so you've always been even you know obviously with arms i think that you are very devoted to the things that you have interest in and i think that you manage your time well i mean especially you know you're you're not that uh old you know you're what 18 now if i'm not mistaken right yeah yeah i'm 18 i mean and i think that your level of maturity at that age is is very admirable as well you know i don't think that a lot of people your age or even uh radio and myself's age have that like self-awareness of how they're um, handling things yeah i don't know why that is either (laughs) by all means i should have grown up like mostly spoiled and should have stayed spoiled throughout the age of like 12 (laughs) to 18 but for some reason within the years of like 12 to 16 i just started like i don't know my mindset changed in general and i just started thinking like way more than i normally should i guess that just resulted in the person i am now well yeah and I, i it certainly contributed probably to just your ability in arms and being able to play the game at the top level so well for so long. And I mean, that, that a very similar thing happened to me because I, I think it was around the age of right when I was starting ninth grade and I all of a sudden it like wasn't anything my parents said. It wasn't anything any of my friends or anyone else told me. I just came to this like point where I was like, oh my goodness, like I really need to start like just putting my effort into the things that are going to help me in life. And, you know, that, that is education at that age. So it's just sort of this like light bulb moment where I'm like, okay, I'm going to apply myself and I can do it. And, you know, even though I hadn't been doing well in school prior to that, um, I was able to like kind of turn things around and it was just sort of like this internal realization. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely get that. Like starting out college it was easy to be committed and devoted to it. But then after the first week, it started kind of going downhill and downhill. And I think the first test I ever did on Java, I didn't do very well on it. And it was really discouraging too. And mm-hmm. I knew it was because I couldn't keep my consistency up. Because yeah. I had I had like so many distractions still, like, uh, like Twitter and Discord. And I still wanted to like have my life mm-hmm. while focusing my whole entire self to college and i knew that just it's not possible you can't do that yeah so have you um like put those things to the wayside then because i've also done the same with starting my full-time job it's like you know i i my my focus is work and my wife and then um like this podcast is secondary and then most other things like social media i just kind of have dropped to the wayside entirely yeah it's it's a lot better than what it was before i'm Mm -hmm. i think i still need a little bit of work on it honestly but at least now my grades are getting a bit better and i feel more confident in what i'm learning so that's good good, right yeah 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 
Yeah, I mean, I think there's always sort of this also fear of like missing out on things that when you aren't, because if, you, if you're involved on social media or in communities, like you feel that taking a step back or withdrawing is going to like mess everything up, but it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily. And it's also important in life to know when you should let things go and you should move on to what, what is to come. You know, I think that's a part of it too. Yeah, I think like time management has always been a problem of mine, I think. Mm-hmm. That even my family wouldn't get upset at me for not having good time management and just not being prompt. Yeah. And over time, it's been kind of drilled into my head with various, various, many, many uh, like uh, mistakes or errors that I've made in my ways. Mm-hmm. Poor time management that now I'm starting to realize, wow, time is literally everything. Yeah, oh, it is. It is. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah especially, especially when your life is like just completely flooded with work, maybe like your job or like oh, yeah. college work. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think I think we can both relate to that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh my goodness, I don't have that many hours to myself. And I need to make sure that when what I do in them is like for me and enjoyable. <laughs> Yeah, and it's hard too because like you want to be making sure that you're not going insane, but at the yep. same time you want to be there for everyone around you, even in, like your personal life. So it's exactly. it's kind of hard to juggle it, and it's something I'm still learning and trying to yeah. get better at. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I think that I honestly think that uh, even you never figure it out entirely, and you're always gonna have to uh, reevaluate it and figure out. Um, you know, where, where you're falling on, on that line and where you may need to adjust things. But at least, at least you're thinking about this at, at this point. Like, I mean, I think that's better than a lot of people who just don't really think about how they're investing their time and just kind of do things. And then they, they end up with a lot of regrets. But I think that having that, that uh, aspect of like realizing, oh man, like I got to prioritize things. That's a good, that's a good start. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Like no, yeah. no person is ever going to be perfect. I no. think like the best we can do is just always try to keep being better than we were yesterday. And that's always kind of like my thought process. Like, okay, I messed up this time. What can I do to like prevent it happening again? And if yeah. it happens again, I'm not going to like beat myself up over it, but I'm just going to keep trying until one day it just sticks. Yeah. That's yeah. a, that's a very good outlook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, trial and error. All right. And on that note, we are going to take a short break and we will be back um, with our discussion, kind of delving into jams, you know, career in arms and talking about outlook. So we will be back in a little bit. Yeet. after our short little break and this second half of the show we're going to basically dive right into talking about jam's sort of involvement with the arm scene and really kind of delving into how 
the scene impacted you and and also like what you kind of gained from it honestly because we've had you know a lot of lengthy discussions and i feel like this discourse is uh is important to, to for listeners and hopefully people will learn something um so i know we talked about a little bit briefly in the top five about your like involvement um getting started in arms and your what piqued your interest but why don't you kind of walk through um after seeing the nintendo direct in january for the game and like when you started playing the game how was it like starting out and what was your experience with um the mechanics of of arms and continuing on with that right so so uh i think when I saw the January Direct, I immediately thought that I'm going to be competitive at this game. I'm going to be one of the best at this game. And then slowly and gradually, the Nintendo Directs, or I think the the conferences that they were having with ARMS, yeah, one after the other got me more and more enticed and excited about the game. And then when I finally picked the game up, I was really just so happy to finally have the game. I was just devoting hours at a time, like every day, like three, four hours, just playing arms. And I was really committed to getting good at the game because I tried to play Smash, yeah, uh, Smash Bros for the Wii U, and it didn't work out. And I also tried Splatoon 1, and that game also didn't work out. And Splatoon 2, I wasn't too over the top about getting extremely competitive about because by the time ARMS came out, I started giving all my time towards ARMS. So Splatoon was kind of at the back burner. So at the start then, like what what was your your focus and your motivation for playing the game? Was it, re- was it really at that point just strictly to kind of become the best player out there and become like start getting recognition basically well at the start at first it was just to hit level 20 or actually level 15 at the time because i think 15 was the cap yeah so for anyone listening who doesn't know like in arms basically there are 15 ranks for the the online ranked mode so you once you you know beat players you leveled up on on your uh bar for the 15 different tiers and that was sort of yeah the, the goal at the beginning of the game was like okay i gotta get to rank 15 and get max bar basically yeah everyone especially on the reddit community was just like posting like okay everyone this is how you get to rank 15 and everyone was like helping <laughs> each other and stuff and was, <laughs> that was the funniest time <laughs> to be like how to, how to like cheese the system basically yeah exactly like hey guys i got this great strategy okay it's foolproof never failed before trust me <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I never followed any of that, actually. I just no. went on Reddit to just see other people's opinions about the game and the meta in general. Yeah. Like, to just, like, keep in mind throughout the whole time, at the beginning of the game, I was 16. I still had a yeah. lot to learn about competitiveness, the internet in general, or, like, mm-hmm. internet communities, because it was all very new to me. Yeah, and... But but I think it's interesting to note because I feel like some people took that sort of perspective of like playing games, playing a competitive game for the first time, having the uh, anonymity that is on the internet to like sort of be able to like be a little not, you know, have some toxic behavior, like maybe 
uh, make some jabs at other people or, um, you know, kind of put other people down in terms of skill. But uh, I mean, even at the beginning of the game, since I, I've known you, like you didn't, you didn't really take that approach. Like even if winning was your main focus when you started playing arms, it didn't seem like that was how you approached others. Like you still had a level of maturity um, even at that point. Yeah, like I tried to never show it at the very least or like because I did have a lot of negativity in my head about, you know, things that I would say at the spur of the moment or like a lot of the time anger would carry away what I said, but at the very least I could control myself from typing it. So a lot of the time it was like, okay, I didn't want to regret something I'll say now. Yeah. And then, like, have it be held against me indefinitely. Yeah. Well, what were some of the maybe key moments that you saw that happen? Because, I mean, you, I mean, anyone listening, JM has won, I mean, so many tournaments. You played, you played second in like G7, like one of the larger majors that was online. You've done, you know, countless Mega League Mondays with Scrimps, who we also had on the show not too long ago, um, alongside a, a plethora of other online tournaments and you've made a name for yourself of being like one of like the best and most consistent players out there so in those earlier days um what was your like internal monologue that people didn't see Mm, it was honestly i think it was more on the toxic side (laughs) yeah Uh, just getting irritated with other people or like like yeah i think it was uh getting angry that like i thought myself that I should be winning. Why am I not winning? Why am I losing to these yeah. players who don't think as hard as me or who don't want it as badly as me? And I just kept asking myself like, why? Why am I not winning? I should be winning. I should be the one on top. I should be the one getting all this victory and success and not not these people. I remember at the beginning of the game, there were like uh, a lot of strategies that were being found out and a lot of it could be exploited because mm-hmm. not many people, there were no guides. There were no, like there was no clear path of growth in arms in general. There was no clear path. I think in knowing how you're getting better, unless you just fought more people and just started losing less, at, at least at the beginning of the game. Cause yeah, no, that was how yeah. it was. Yeah. 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 So at the beginning, my mentality wasn't the best, but I, I think I did a good job of not showing it. That is until like I started getting good. So okay, so <laughs> when you started getting good, then you started. So th- I think that's another good point to bring up is like when you play competitive games or any sport and you're not good, you are not in a place to say anything really. Like if you say something like, uh, braggadocious or anything like that you're gonna get kicked to the side real quickly but then once you start getting good and you have skill to back up what you say you can get away with it. <laughs> so what what happened then yeah i honestly I, I don't think the things that i used to say were that big of a deal compared to like other people in the mm-hmm. community at that time who were saying like some really really crazy things and they were just being like really toxic and it was just nasty but like for as far as the as how i used to be how i used to treat other people 
and how I used to show it, um, it, it honestly was not as bad as I first thought it was. Because looking back on it now, like, I'm still grateful that there were like some really key times in my experience with arms where I could have really just gone off. And I only did, I think, one time where I just completely went off on my friend. And uh, out of every other time, that's I did kind of show my pridefulness or a little bit of my ego at the time because, you know, I was like still young. I didn't know so many things. And yeah. Yeah. So at, at that time, I think I did pretty well managing it all, honestly. And what I mean, what do you think? Um, what do you think contributed to helping you like have the sense to actually not like go off on people or what? Like, even though you were feeling that internally, what kind of shielded outsiders from that? You. Me? <laughs> Me? You. You, literally. Well, in what way, though? Because, I mean, I, I, I honestly didn't know that I was the main... I mean, I knew that I had a... I've had an impact on your changing mentality, but I wasn't aware that, like, I stopped you from flashing out at people. No, seriously. Like, you changed my whole perspective, dude. Like, uh, like seeing you and the way you treat people and just hearing, like, your mentality... Your whole ideology, your whole philosophy was something that I've literally never even heard of before. I've never heard, <laughs> I have never seen someone who is so good at the game, so like skilled. And no matter how much you say like, oh, I'm not skilled. I just work really hard and I really <laughs> like, like, listen, listen, let's be real for a second. Okay. 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 I know you say that. But still, like someone who's so high up there doesn't just get there with sheer work and determination like alone. Like you, you got to be a bit smart too. Yeah. Yeah, right? So like I think that also plays a little bit into the skill of getting good at a competitive video game in a way. And every other time that I've been in a community, like whether it be Smash or like uh, Splatoon, like, there's always been a, not exactly a humble feeling, if that makes any sense. Like, especially more, more so in Smash, I think, that played a greater contribution into this than Splatoon. Like, uh, there are a lot of Smash players who, like, there are just history of videos going back, dating, like, beef or, or trash talk, <laughs> right? Yeah, and and yeah. you'll even see it in, like, actual sports and stuff like that. And... Other video game communities like League of Legends, Street Fighter, you know, like a lot of these communities, they have like very, uh, well, they kind of promote in a sense this mentality of like once you're, you've made it, you have every right to act any way you kind of yeah. want. Yeah. But honestly, like when I started meeting you and I started talking to you, like I'm being real with you. If it wasn't for you, I think I might have. <laughs> taken maybe taken or just continued along the path of just not being very you know easy to communicate with not being very friendly just having a massive ego and always yeah. kind of showing it like having everybody know whenever i enter into a conversation like hey by the way i'm this <laughs> great player <laughs> respect <Yeah>. my opinion <laughs> gosh <Yeah>. darn it <laughs> So, yeah, honestly, 
I've, I've never seen someone just be so humble about well, like about their like skill and not caring so much about winning more yeah. so than just having fun with the whole experience. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, well, one, thank you. I and mean, that was a very flattering of you to say, and I, I, I appreciate your kind words. Yeah. And I mean, and I, I'm not going to lie. Like I, there was definitely periods in my arms career where I was getting hung up on wins and I was struggling internally with like caring about my reputation a bit and, and where I was in the community. But I think that a lot of things contributed to why it, I, I never got to like pass just a little like hiccup, which is like, I mean, for me, one of the reasons why is like video gaming is intertwined with technology and most of it is online. And it's so much easier for people to just lash out to others online because you have this sort of veil of the internet, you know, like no one can physically, no one's in your face if you're not having these conversations face to face. So, I mean, I've always just had the perspective, no matter what is like, no matter how skilled I get at the game or whatever, like. I'm still going to be treating every conversation I have with people as if they were sitting across the table from me. And if that's the case, well, what would I say to them? Right. And I like, I feel like if that, if you treat it like that, the amount of things that you say that would be uh, toxic or like negative go down drastically. If you treat conversations like that, you know? Um, And I mean, part of it is, I, I think it also stems from a little bit of my self doubt is like, I do struggle with sort of understanding my own worth and, and I think that I, I think that honestly helps in a in a positive way, though, of not thinking like not getting too prideful about my my talents and like respecting what I what I've accomplished and what I what I where I've gotten, but not forgetting that um, that shouldn't impact or change ever the way that I treat people like you, getting being like famous or, or uh, you know, obviously arms is a small scene. So that's not like famous. But I'm talking about like just in general with celebrities <laughs> like being a celebrity or, or being well-known doesn't just give you a pass on human decency or treating others with the same level of respect that anyone deserves, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I think like another thing for me is that it's very easy to just fall into your emotions, to your feelings and just, you know, like uh, be very obnoxious and I guess showing your pride to everyone having your reputation precede you everywhere you go. But like two things come to mind when you think like this and when your mentality is forged like this. Mm -hmm. One is that people are going to remember you not for how good you were, but more so you as a person, I think. Yeah. And it's, it's really important, I think, to me now that I see it, that in life in general it's not so much the work that you do but how people will remember you for you know mm-hmm. what you've done and how it kind of reflects you as a person and i think that that is more so what people will remember like when they think about you will they will they get a nasty feeling but just know about your accomplishments or will they like have will they like miss you when you like you depart from this world I, I think also that uh, one other thing about that was that uh, to show emotional strength instead of weakness is also a huge uh, thing that comes to my mind. Because like it's like I said, it's easy to play into that and 
I, me as a person, I've always wanted to be strong, like yeah. both physically and mentally, because like, I don't know, not many people know this, but uh, I'm actually a type one diabetic. And okay. with that, it, it came with some challenges for sure. Nothing too physical or too hard, but there's always been like a sense of care or a need to protect me while growing up mm-hmm. um, uh, with my family, that is. And uh, I kind of just wanted to like be strong as an individual. And actually only recently I started thinking that it's easier. It's like way more of an emotional strength to have your composure and to not give in to your negativity and to those bad thoughts. It, it shows true strength, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I feel I feel that um, the the impact that you leave in any community or any relationship and or like your job or whatever isn't isn't necessarily the the major accomplishments or how much money you made or whatever like it, it, I feel like it is on a the thing that people will remember is the the individual interactions you had with them and the impact you had on them personally and that's what's going to last and that is also how why I conducted myself in such a way when I was you know very active in the armed community was I I knew that every interaction I had with someone could mean a lot to them and mean a lot to me and it was it, that that should always take priority over um, any type of caring about like skill in the game or something yeah i just i kind of wish i i realized it earlier on what at least now i know and so what i mean besides i mean i know you mentioned that i played a big part in it but when do you think that you started to like shift your your mentality and you started to change and and then who what other impacts on you um you know affected that um so i think this needs a little bit of like an explanation yeah yeah uh when i started to finally get good i guess you could say at arms was shortly after arms coliseum actually i don't know if many people know that but it was essentially like uh you they're like gyms and it was structured like a pokemon gym sort of deal where each character had their own gym and you had to beat like the prerequisite to the gym leader of the character and at the end of it you have to fight these like elite four and you'll win like a prize at the end of it yeah let me so 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 for listeners like yeah it was set up where every character in the game had a gym and um various competitive players played that that you know their their mains of those characters would operate the gyms and you had to beat them and then you had to beat the elite four of like four um, really good players and the elite four for the arms coliseum at the time was like the best players in the game uh gormagala and resolve yeah so, <laughs> it was impossible to be yeah i mean it's it's a great concept uh, but yeah no it was a it was very difficult because literally the 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 two best players and in, in like all of north america at the time were were what you had to go through to to beat the the coliseum and that yeah. was and that was, I think, in December of 2017. So like that, that winter after Arms came out, about six months in. Yeah, I really don't remember when Coliseum happened, but okay. Yeah, I one of the times that I did play in the Coliseum, I was fighting this gym, and I lost in it. And that night, I don't know what happened, 
but something snapped in my brain. I was like halfway from crying. My sister was like right next to me, but she didn't see my face just completely turn red and tears started like filling up my eyes. Like I just wanted to be so good at this game so badly that I was willing to give myself my whole person up, I guess. And yeah. from that moment on, literally that night, I went on ranked and I just shredded through every good player. <laughs> I, I'm being dead serious. No, like, I be- yeah, I, I believe it. <laughs> like it, it's really unbelievable. It sounds like something straight out of like some anime. It, it's like yeah, it's it's, it's my hero jam. Yeah, <laughs> my hero jam. Oh uh, yeah, but uh, literally that night I did a complete 180. Uh, I started playing very seriously. I didn't care what I had to do to win. I just wanted to win. Okay. And I think literally a week later, I won my first tournament. And I wow. beat Cold Stare and Nobi, which were like the two best yeah. players of each character at the time. Yep, yep. Oh yeah, they were. Yeah, so at that point, I just started playing more and more. I spent about like five hours a day just playing ARMS. And it, it took that much out of me to just be consistent and to just keep winning all the time and it really took a toll on me yeah so then let's talk about like so when did that kind of lead to burnout and then when when do you like did that cause you to actually like start shifting your outlook instead of focusing on on maybe the win yeah i think there was a time where a lot of top players were beating me and mm-hmm. I just, I felt so defeated and I was so lost, I guess you could say. I didn't know what to do. I was so angry with not only the game, but myself. Not so much the players, though, because I blamed myself always for like not being good enough. And it was yeah. like, I, I would like punish myself mentally. Like, ah, oh, you're, you're dumb, you're stupid and all this stuff. And yeah. it wasn't very pleasant. Eventually, yeah, I think my family started taking notice of it too. And Mm -hmm. that all this negativity and all this pressure and all this stress kind of contributed to my like overall medical condition. I started getting like high blood pressure after that point. And I had to start taking breaks, like more frequent breaks. The breaks started short, but then went to one month, then to two months, and then eventually i very rarely played arms and during that time i had a lot of self-reflection and yeah. from from that point onward ever since i like started taking breaks more often which is something i never did by the way like i never i always played every day yeah yeah from that point on i actually got time to think about hmm so how did this affect me within the past year that i was completely dedicating myself to arms and then i started thinking huh not very well huh <laughs> yeah so so then did what what shifted in your outlook and mentality then what what became because i mean after you came back you you were still again back on top beating you know winning tournaments one of the best players again so I mean, I guess the shift was was taken off. Was it still on winning, or what other contributing factors? Like, what? How did you turn it around? Yeah, honestly, I'm still not hundred percent. I think it was a lot of things that affected 
this turnaround. You being one of them, absolutely. Like, no question mm-hmm. in my mind about that. But definitely, I started experiencing burnout more frequently. And mm-hmm. I think shortly afterwards, I think I was starting to get, uh, I don't want to say used, but a lot of people were kind of just taking me for a joyride, if that makes any sense. Uh, I, I think, yeah, I mean, are you talk about like people basically just trying to like... To learn off of me. In yeah, a way. learn off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that kind of also played a big contribution to it too. Uh, I started realizing that some people were only friends with me just to get better. And, mm-hmm. and then once they were better... They stopped interacting with me. They just stopped talking with me. They acted like I was a burden to them. Yeah. And that really just turned me off from the game, the community, everything. And I just kind of shut down after that point. Uh, my sister, this is where like my sister started getting involved because my parents weren't very involved in this sort of stuff. All they knew was yeah. about the heart condition, which is like the high blood pressure. but. The personal aspect of it, the, the toll it was taking on my mind, is what my sister started noticing. Mm-hmm. And she recommended to me to do two things. One was to just take a break from Discord in general. Yeah. And two was just to stop playing ARMS for a while. And she didn't force me to do it. She recommended it. And she told me that the choice was mine. And I said, okay, I'm going to take some time off. I'm going to think about everything. Cause at this point I had other things to do too. Like, it's not like I didn't have anything to do. Besides <laughs> yeah. 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 No, <laughs> just, no, no. yeah. Cause at this point I had the computer built and ready to go. And I started using that more. I guess I, this is the part where I think I started getting more into PC gaming. Okay. So then I got yeah. into doom from that. I think <laughs> was in the top five. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I played Doom, I played Ori, I played a lot of games, uh, getting over it. Uh, so yeah, I started just enjoying life again. It was about two years since I started to be happy and enjoy life. Because literally for like a year, I just dedicated my life to arms. And that's a year I'll always remember as being one of the biggest growing points in my life. Because... I, I matured a lot from the pain that came with, you know, the grind and the dedication to becoming a top player. And it was really just a huge learning experience, just going from this childlike mindset of, I'm going to be a big player and everyone's going to love me and respect <laughs> me and I'm going to earn all this money and I'm going to branch off into other games from this and because I'm skilled and I'm the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't but, happen at all. <laughs> but I think what you got out of it was, I mean, I think way better in terms of, I mean, it seems like you've developed an outlook that's really going to honestly carry you through most of life that I feel like a lot of people don't have. And um, I feel like a lot of people realize sort of what you've already realized much later in their lives. And I think that like through that that trial by fire, you've come out um, a, a more mature and um, you, a, a person who knows what they want, which is fantastic. Yeah, and again... I really don't want to toot your horn because I don't want to 
costume. Like, oh wow, look at the I, the podcast guy. He's so I amazing. Let's I just give bring, a round of. <laughs> I didn't bring Jam on the show just to praise me. If anyone no. is thinking <laughs> that, <laughs> no, not at all. But like, we were like really, really close, and yeah, I think you were always a solid ground for me to just like come back to my senses and to not mm-hmm. get so lost. Cause like during that whole time where I started taking more breaks and I started getting into PC gaming, like we weren't talking as frequently, but I think we were still like talking somewhat about mentality and yeah. how we like viewed each other. I think. Yeah, no, we did. We, we did. We talked, I think we, we also talked about like how, um, I mean, because I feel like we also had a little, a little bit of a rivalry between us because I think we both wanted. Oh to be yeah, the, we both wanted to be the best at, at playing Cobra in the game, and it was like, I think that was both that was like in the back of our heads a lot of the time, and we kind of put that to rest and kind of talked about how like it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day, and and um, that we've both obviously shown our worth with the character, and we're both good players, and and I think that we kind of touched on that alongside a lot of other just mentality outlooks and sort of like coming to terms with things. Yeah. And coming to terms with things was something that was really hard. Cause honestly, I did not want to like even just work in life in general. I'm someone who just gets so comfortable with where they are that they have a hard time adapting to new environments, new lifestyles. So when I started coming to the realization that, hey, life exists, school exists, college exists, I have to earn money, I have to get a job, I have to move out one day, like, I had to start, like, changing my whole aspect, my whole outlook on, like, how this was affecting me and how this was either going to take me up or uphill or downhill in life. And I chose, okay, I'm getting way too obsessed. I've always been way too obsessed. And I think it's like Kanye's song that he said, uh, I've been working for you my whole life and I'm going on a strike. And that's kind of what I did with arms. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, except I not guess, whole life, but just two years. No, no, but it's a long, it's a long time, and it's yeah. I mean, there's no like, there's no discredit to like that's a large portion of your life that like yeah, you spent a lot of time in that in that time frame. And yeah, I guess I mean, do you feel? I mean, I guess kind of uh, one question I wanted to ask was like, do you feel like you kind of left the the legacy that you wanted to in the community? Like, do you feel like by kind of being aware and like trying to have good interactions with people regardless of how you felt internally like do you feel like you you did what you set out to do and um feel accomplished in that um not entirely it, okay. it's kind it's kind of like a 40 60 60 on i wish i did things different 40 on i feel satisfied honestly okay. And where do like, you where do you feel satisfied? I feel satisfied in that I still made strides and I earned a lot of money and I was able to build a computer off of that and I was able mm-hmm. to get some content creation going despite 
how little it was or how briefly it lasted like i was able to pursue a bit of my dreams which was like getting good at arms and sort of making a name for myself although even if it wasn't a big name or or too massive like compared to regular offline top players who also played online occasionally yeah it, it was good enough considering the circumstances i was in but at least financially too because i did not have <laughs> my family did not have the funds to just casually go to american tournaments every <laughs> se- every third or fourth month yeah yeah no, you, uh, yeah because I, I mean that's the thing you, you you weren't able to go to offlines in your in your time and i mean i feel but even though, I mean, you were still on the same level as a lot of these players who were going to offline, so I understand it must must have felt a little disappointing. Yeah, it was really heartbreaking too, because like I would fight the same players that would regularly go to offlines and win. I would fight them online and I would beat them. And yeah, like, like top eight, top sixteen arms players, and it was so gut wrenching that I could never even show it in person that no matter how much I win and no matter how much victories I earn, no matter how much cash I earn from these online tournaments too, it'll never be validated entirely because I've never been to an offline. And I know that a lot of people will think this way too. And, you know, Mm -hmm. some people have literally told me that, that like uh, your wins aren't that significant compared to offline players because online is lag and this yeah <laughs> like not only is that disrespectful first of all that is, that, that is very yeah it's it's discrediting what you accomplished yeah and I started to realize like a lot of people thought this way huh and it's, and it's not just like these few really rude loud obnoxious players in the community but it's actually like you're not going to be hundred percent known or given the same worth as these players who go to offlines regularly who are always showing up like uh like resolve gore twin i guess dendy too yeah um who else you in a way yeah you've been to offlines right i have uh, yeah, yeah i've been to both smash and splashes yep no it was a clone all along don't believe this man <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I sent, I sent, um, I sent wholesome pine. I'm just regular pine. Yeah. So it's like all these players, they're always going to be given a like more or put placed like higher above me. Yeah. Or like considered better than me, simply because they've been to offlines, and that's I, something that I had to again come to realization with, which is what you also said. Like I had to face the truth because I didn't want to believe it. But eventually, I just had to admit, all right, this is how it is. And no matter how hard I work or no matter how much of a changed person I am, it's never going to matter because this is just how people really see me. Yeah. And I mean, I think that it's it's okay. So that's like a disappointing. It certainly feels like a disappointing thing to come to realization to. But I also think like it's I think it's also you do it in a healthy way, though. And I think like because it's you also come to this idea that it doesn't really matter what people think about you as much. And like, you should be doing things because you enjoy them and because you want to do them and not necessarily because 
um, you, like you start caring about what everyone thinks about you because if you start if you start letting everything that people say about you or think about you get to you it's going to destroy you in the long run you know you can't live up with that because no matter what you do in life there's going to be people on both sides of like absolutely loving it or absolutely hating it regardless of what like how good it is you know yeah like there's always going to be someone who sees you as like a villain of sorts (laughs) yeah they're a personal enemy like someone who's like just wrong in every single sense but Mm -hmm. yeah i think also it was very liberating too to finally have like to break free of me always trying to please people in the community me always trying to like gain their approval and prove Mm -hmm. myself as worthy enough to be considered a true top player you know yeah and it's something that really was like okay i have my life back this is really cool yeah and then once you know and i saw it firsthand once you came to that realization and you feel liberated because you can play in tournaments and win or lose you still feel like you're just you and that um you might feel disappointed or excited over wins and losses but you feel like you have sort of your life back in your own hands and are in control of it yeah and it's like there's not gonna be a time where i'm disappointed or like disappointed in how i played or maybe like just disappointed that i didn't win the whole tournament or anything like that like disappointment might come but at the end of the day it doesn't anymore define my worth like who i am like this one game which is relatively small compared to other massive fighters massive like like uh video game esport industries like uh and shooters and whatnot this game does not no longer you know define me as a person and that was like really just huge for me yeah well, I mean, I, I think so. And I think that's a really good message for, for people listening to this. And I think that if you know, anyone's struggling with similar issues in really any video game, um, I mean, I think that this is good advice to a- apply and think about and start asking yourself these questions internally because I think that um, it can only really help. So, yeah, I think uh, like a lot of people in general, they kind of just escape to competitive video games too as a form of finding their worth in life yeah right and that's kind of that's really not healthy like i've seen a lot of people just come and go in the arms community who acted like that and would be like really rude whenever things didn't go their way in game or would like Mm. hold personal grudges towards people in general and that's Trust me when I say that's not that's not gonna work in the long run. Seriously. No, no, no. I mean, like, a lot of people go through life like that, and it, it only burns bridges, and I think it leads to people thinking everyone's out to get them when really, like, it's it's you know you've set up a lot of these barriers yourself, and you just don't realize it. Yeah, it's like just tearing down those walls, just open new perspectives, and just actively thinking about what you're doing, how it impacts others, and how if you would want to be treated the same way, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Well, I mean, thank you so much, Jam, for for coming on the show and, I mean, really sitting down and kind of going back and giving us sort of like a history lesson, but also like a walkthrough of everything that has gone on with ARMS and you and how it really impacted you and, I mean, really changed, you know, changed your life in a sense. And I, I think that's a really good story to tell and i'm really glad that you you know were on the show with us and 
Um, so, I mean, you're not, I know you are on social media, but if you want to give yourself a little shout out or anything like that, feel free to, or, or anyone else. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, uh, I have twitter.com, uh, at JM Canada underscore, mm-hmm. uh, Make sure to follow Wholesome Podcast, eh? There you go. Yes. Make sure. <laughs> well, thank you for, for our shout out. Um, and then also you can follow uh, Kanye West on Twitter at Yi. Um, so that's just a random shout out. Why not? I mean, we were just talking about it not too long ago. So. Uh, yeah. So that's go follow, but, yeah. follow all these people. All these people. Follow everyone. <laughs> Um, well, thank you again. Uh, thank you. And everyone listening to the show, we will be back next episode. Um, so the next episode we have lined up actually is, is a guest, not from the arms community. And we're really excited to share the episode with everyone. It'll, I think it's, it's our longest episode to date and it will hopefully be a really enjoyable experience. So again, thanks for listening and we will uh, see you next time. Wholesome Transmissions is co-hosted by me, Pineapple Freak, and Radio. You can find Radio on Twitter and SoundCloud at Dead Poetrism, and you can't find me anywhere because I'm not on social media. Our artwork was made by Griffical. You can find him on both YouTube and Twitter at Griffical, and our music was made by Scrimps. You can find him on Twitter, YouTube at Scrimps, and on SoundCloud under DJ Wody. Radio produces these episodes, and both Radio and myself edit them. We would like to also thank the ARMS community for making us who we are today, and also giving us the connections to be able to do this show. Thank you guys.